This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. How many times this team rips my heart out? I'll never stop loving the Los Angeles Dodgers. Think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to another episode of Dodgers Dugout Live. We've got a jam-packed show for you today. The Dodgers had their giveaway release. Lots of exciting giveaways, bobbleheads. We're going to get into some bobbleheads. We want to see them give away in the second half of the season. We're going to get into that. Also, are the Dodgers done this offseason? Will they be making any more impact trades? Also, we're getting to your questions. We have a mailbag episode today. Asked you guys over on YouTube to send in your questions. We got tons and tons of submissions. We're talking Roki Sasaki. Will he be a Dodger? We're talking the trade deadline already. A way too early look at what the Dodgers could address at the trade deadline. We have a jam-packed show for you. Also, Chris Taylor had some very interesting comments about the Dodgers. Are they the villains? Is what the Dodgers have done this offseason good for baseball or bad for baseball? Got some thoughts on that. Coming up here on a live episode of Dodgers Dugout Live presented by the Dodgers Nation app. If you do not have the Dodgers Nation app, download it right now. Best Dodgers app in the game. News, highlights, everything we do at Dodgers Nation, you're going to find right over there. Also, gearup.la. If you want the best Dodgers gear in the game, head over to gearup.la. And if you're not already, subscribe to the number one Dodgers YouTube channel in the game, the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And if you really want to really support the channel, hit that like button. Also, too, we just did our giveaway Gave away brand new Shohei Otani jersey. Already are sending that out to the winner. We're going to announce our next giveaway very soon. If you want to be eligible for all of our giveaways, all you have to do is two things. Subscribe to the channel and comment done down below, and you'll be eligible to win. We've got tons of giveaways coming up. we got signed jerseys, autographs, tickets to games. It's going to be a big year here at Dodgers Nation. But for, before we get into our show. You guys know I got to read the comments here. We got first, we got let's go from EB909. Hey, Doug, talk about Bellinger to New York Yankees rumors. I'll talk some belly in a little bit, Justin Lamas. We got Philip Subia in the chat. We got Nando390. DMAC, let me get that shirt as a giveaway per John Morose. Yeah, this shirt is a little loud today, but you know, we got, uh, 
big day here at Dodgers Nation. So, you know, wanted to bring my best. This, this is my lucky Dodgers shirt, man. Every time I wear this shirt, good things happen. I wore this shirt, we signed Otani. I wore this shirt, we signed Yamamoto. Good things happen when I wear this shirt. Mitchell Hopkins, D-Max, signed Shoey Shoe, please. Okay, that's what you want to see as a giveaway. We got Francisco Diaz. What's up? To the best Dodgers media member on YouTube, DMAC. What up, Francisco? You know, I appreciate you, my man. What's going on with Kike Jen? That's over on YouTube. We talked a lot of Kike yesterday. I mapped it out how the Dodgers could get Kike back in Dodger Blue. First thing you would need to do would be, well, the roster is full on the position player side. You would have to do something with Manuel Margot. Could the Dodgers find a trade partner for Manuel Margot? That way you could have a spot open for Kike Hernandez. He brings you infield versatility. He brings you outfield versatility. He's a dog in the postseason. So it'll be interesting to see if the Dodgers want to go that route. It was rumored a couple days ago that the Angels were interested in Kike, but the Dodgers... We're still on Kike's radar. He wanted to be back in Dodger Blue. So any updates on that, we'll definitely keep you guys informed. We got Go Dodgers, DMAC, you demand. No, you demand one over there on YouTube. We got Let's Go 424 Area Code. Yeah, we got to bring that back. Drop those cities where you're repping Dodgers Nation from. Let us know down below in the comments. Love listening to you. Thanks. Appreciate you guys. South Bay reporting in. Ryan, DMAC, you the man. You the man, Edward. Pass on Kike. Yeah, some people, it's the... Pass. Some people are hard pass on Kike. Me personally, I think he'd help this team. What up, DMAG? What up, Dodgers fam? Okay, so guys, let's get right into it. So yesterday I dropped exclusive interview. The exclusive interview I did with Mr. Chris Taylor. I want to send a plug to his foundation in the fundraiser that he has this Sunday, February 4th, 10 a.m. at the Manhattan Beach Pier. They're going to take the plunge. You got tons of Dodgers players will be in attendance. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. They're going to dive off that Manhattan Beach Pier. It's going to be cold. Hopefully it's not as cold as the Dodgers offense in the postseason, but it's going to be cold and it's going to be a great event for a great cause. Chris Taylor and his wife, Mary Taylor, they do a tremendous job. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. If you want to be a part of it, go to Chris Taylor's Instagram and click the link in the bio and you can be a part of it. So February 4th, 10 a.m. at the Manhattan Beach Pier. Take the plunge with CT3. So we got the first topic today, and it's about Chris Taylor. And I thought that Chris gave some very interesting answers, some very thoughtful, insightful answers on what it's like to be a Major League Baseball player. Not only that, what it's like to be a Major League Baseball player and play for the Los Angeles Dodgers because there's a lot of pressure to be a part of this franchise. There's a lot of pressure playing in this market, with this team, with these expectations. And he also had some interesting comments about the idea, the narrative that the critics have, the haters, let's call them that, the guys that are punching air out there because the Dodgers have had an historic offseason, a masterclass of an offseason for Andrew Friedman. And you sign Otani, you sign Yamamoto, you sign Teoscar Hernandez, trade for Tyler Glassdow, bring back Joe Kelly, bring back Jason Hayward. Well, there's this narrative out there that's being perpetuated that the Dodgers are bad for baseball because the Dodgers, they're this juggernaut. They're the Avengers now. They're going to just go 162-0 and 11-0 in the postseason, and there's not going to be any competition in Major League Baseball. So I asked this to Chris Taylor. How do you feel about the narrative, the thoughts out there, the critics saying that the Dodgers are bad for baseball? And here's what CT3 had to say. 
Yeah, Chris, I'm glad you brought that up. You said teams would be gunning for you. Look, you're used to that, right? You're the Dodgers, right? You're the team where when you're on the road, there's more fans in the stands, right? You always have that bullseye on you, but there's this narrative out there. Oh, what the Dodgers have done, it's bad for baseball, right? Adding over a billion dollars in commitments with Otani and Yamamoto. And you had your old teammate, the great Ross Rippling, saying the Dodgers have gone into full villain mode. What's your reaction to stuff like that? I mean, I don't, I don't think it's bad for baseball by any means to, you know, get, you know, some of the best players in baseball on the Dodgers, one of the most popular teams in baseball, um, whether you love us or hate us, um, you know, I think you enjoy watching us on TV and, uh, you know, we're just adding to that with guys like Otani and Yamamoto and glass now and all these um, high caliber players. So, um, no, I don't think it's, it's bad for baseball at all. Preach Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor is absolutely spot on with that take. The Dodgers are the opposite of bad for baseball. The opposite is true. The Dodgers are great for baseball. Last season was a historically low-rated World Series between the Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. Nobody was talking about it. It was irrelevant. Only reason why Dodgers fans were watching it was because Corey Seager went into God mode again. And of course, he's a former Dodger great. So that's why we tuned in here in Los Angeles. But guess what? A lot of people around Major League Baseball, a lot of people around the country did not tune into that World Series. The World Series did not rate well. And the Dodgers are going to help that. The Dodgers are going to save baseball, in my opinion. It was the least watched World Series on record last year. Last year's World Series between the Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks, it was the lowest watched World Series ever. It dropped by 23% from last year's World Series. The series averaged 11.45 million viewers for Game 5. The postseason averaged 4.45 million viewers across Fox, TBS, and ESPN, which was down 8% from last season. So I can give you all of these numbers, and they all tell you that nobody's watching the postseason compared to the other sports, okay? They're doing C-SPAN numbers compared to the other sports right now, and Shohei Otani can change that. Shohei Otani is a big enough star, he's a big enough draw, that if you put him in the postseason on any team, Otani could be in the postseason with the Oakland A's and he would move the needle. Now you put Otani on the Dodgers, a historic franchise in a big market. Well, then you're talking about record ratings. You're talking about someone who could have the impact on baseball like Michael Jordan had on basketball. That is how popular, that is how must-see Shohei Otani is. And Otani goes to a club that's made the postseason for the last 11 consecutive seasons. What's one of the big factors in Otani's decision, what was one of the big reasons why he ultimately put pen to paper and signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers? Well, it was because of their consistency, because of the fact that they are serious about winning. This is a club in the Dodgers that last 11 years, they have made it to three World Series. They have won three pennants. They did win the 2020 World Series, but Andrew Friedman and the Dodgers brass, they sat right across from Shohei Otani, and they told him that they considered it a failure what they've done the last 11 years because they want to win more. When you combine that aggressive mindset 
with a franchise that has deep pockets, that print money, that are willing to go above and beyond when it comes to spending big on players. They commit over a billion dollars to players this offseason. You are going to get Otani in the postseason. And I guarantee you, I'll stand on business. I'll put it here right now. Next season, we are going to see record ratings for the last 10 years. Maybe not 80s baseball, right? 70s baseball where they were in front of football and basketball, but we're talking about last 10 to 15 years. Next year's World Series, if the Dodgers make it, which I think they're going to have a very good chance of doing, barring health, if it's the Dodgers and the Yankees, if it's the Dodgers and the Astros, if it's the Dodgers and the Oakland A's, you are going to have record ratings in the World Series, not just because it's the Dodgers, but because it's Shohei Otani. Like I always say, he doesn't move the needle. He is the needle. So I agree 100% with Chris Taylor. The Dodgers are great for baseball. Now let's go down below in the comment section. You guys have to say, oh, we got happy birthday to Jackie Robinson. Absolutely happy. I think it's 105th birthday to Jackie Roosevelt Robinson, a player whose impact goes beyond what he did on the field, on the diamond. And he still is one of the best baseball players ever. And what he did for the sport just was absolutely transcendent. He is someone that is an icon beyond belief. He's an American hero, and let's celebrate his birthday. By the way, I dropped a 42 must-hear mind-blowing facts about Jackie Robinson. I'll drop that down below in the description. It's funny because at UCLA, he was a multi-sport star. I mean, there's a story where he was at UCLA doing track and field during the same time there was a baseball game playing, and sometimes in between at-bats, he would go and run track over at Spalding Field at uh, – the Drake stadium at UCLA would go run track and then go and play baseball. And he would mix it up. He would play two sports at the same exact time at UCLA track and field, basketball, football. This guy was an absolute icon of savant. And it's funny because baseball is actually his worst sport at UCLA compared to basketball, football and track and field. But I can talk Jackie Roosevelt Robinson all day, every day still is the Dodgers all-time war per 162 leader. So at his peak, he was an absolute elite player. Stole home plate, stole home 19 times. He stole home 19 times. And I don't care what, I don't care what. Uh... In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Anyone says out there, he's still home there in the 1955 World Series. So I think uh, I don't care what anyone has to say about that. I mean, let's be honest here. We know Yogi Berra believes the otherwise, but still happy birthday to Jackie Roosevelt Robinson. Now, before we get into your mailbag questions, like I said, we have a lot to talk about on today's show. You guys came with a lot of questions and we're going to be doing this every single Wednesday. So look for that on our YouTube community tab. Got about 10 questions that we're going to get into. But first, it's always an exciting day in Dodgerland when the giveaway schedule is released and this year's giveaways, like we always see, tons of bobbleheads. You got a cool Fernando Valenzuela jersey, the gray road, my favorite. You got some cool quarter zips, some hoodies. You got the Star Wars 
over Dodger Stadium where you got the Millennium Falcon. That's a cool one. But of course, it's always about the bobbleheads. If you look at the bobblehead schedule early on, first half of the 2024 season, you got Walker Bueller with a mustache. You got Stash Butane April 20th against the Mets. Shohei Otani May 16th. Shohei Otani Dodgers bobblehead night is going to be pandemonium. Okay, there's probably people already driving there now, already waiting to get into that game. You better get that GoFundMe ready for those tickets for the Shohei Otani bobblehead night that takes place on May 16th. By the way, not one, but two Otani bobble. Well, of course you're going to see that, right? Not one, but two Otani bobblehead giveaways in his first year with the Dodgers. Let's be honest. If there's one player on the planet, there's one player in the history of sports that deserves two bobbleheads in one season, it's Shohei Otani because he pitches like an ace. He hits like a MVP. And yes, he's not pitching this season, but still, he's going to be back next year and he's going to be elite on the mound. He's going to be an ace. Then you also have Mookie Betts on May 21st versus the Diamondbacks. Interesting about the Mookie Betts bobblehead is he is in the second base position, right? So Mookie is going to be primarily playing at second base in the bobblehead is more proof of that. Tyler Glass now. Can't wait to see how they did his hair. It's going to be a taller bobblehead. My man's 6'8". Dude's big time. And Tyler Glass now, June 1st versus the Rockies. And then Yoshinobu Yamamoto, June 13th versus the Texas Rangers. Very excited about this next one. Bobby Miller, July 3rd, Arizona. One, because it's Bobby Miller. And I'm excited that Anytime it's your second year in the show and you're already getting a bobblehead made, that means you're already crushing it. That means you're already making a big impact. And by the way, got Bobby Miller on this show a little later next week. So shout out to Bobby big time. And look, I want to see Bobby Miller because I want to see the show chains. He's got a nice show chain game. He's got some nice eyes. want to see how they execute that. Then Jason Hayward, a City Connect version of Jason Hayward on July 6th. Other cool giveaways, like I said, Fernando Valenzuela jersey on April 1st, a hooded sweatshirt on April 3rd, a really cool, and this might be up there. We're going to rank these. I'm going to drop another video on these giveaways. This might be up there with the best giveaways of the season. It's a special Brooklyn logo cap on Jackie Robinson Day on April 15th, and it's not the caps you see today, like these snapbacks or the fitteds that we see from New Era. This cap is is felt right it has that felt old school dodgers feel old school baseball feel so very excited to see that and then a joe kelly number 99 jersey on june 11th so you're getting a joe kelly jersey that's going to be fire of course he's changing his numbers from 17 to 99 shout out to joe kelly's wife she did the otani campaign because otani is number 17 and we know that Joe Kelly is number 17. And I like what Joe Kelly said about that too, by the way. He was happy about Otani getting 17 because he knows he's not going to get his number retired one day. He's a great player, Hall of Really Good, but not Hall of Fame. Otani certainly will. So in a way, he says that he'll get his number 17 retired. So I thought that was cool. But the coolest thing too, though, is Otani giving Joe Kelly's wife a porch. First thing I saw about that was, man, first thing you do, Otani, is you take his number. Now you're trying to take his wife. I mean, not cool. No, but seriously, Joe Kelly getting that uh, Porsche, Joe Kelly's wife getting that Porsche right there, which would be like me giving someone a little Hot Wheels, you know, considering how much money he has. But still, it's the thought that counts. It's the gesture. He's done everything right just from the very get-go here, already just completely endearing himself 
to Dodgers fans, ingratiating himself in this Dodgers community with stuff like that. Also, we got the Dodgers. They're playing at home on July 4th, Independence Day. We got Nita Mystic. We need a D-Mac bobblehead. Hey, Philip, I'd be so down. I'm going to give you my list, by the way, of bobbleheads I want to see in the future. So wait for that. But you got Fireworks Day. You got Fireworks. Oh, no, Independence Day. Actually, yeah, it's going to be Fireworks at Dodger Stadium, which I think is special because, yeah, I like the drones. The drones are awesome. The Kobe one last year, not going to lie, my eyes might have been sweating a little bit watching that Kobe one. Someone's chopping onions to that Kobe drone show last year because that was spectacular. So we don't see as many fireworks as we've seen in the past, but you're getting fireworks on July 4th, Independence Day. That's going to be fantastic. Always a great day to be at Dodger Stadium because it's great. National Anthem's great. Flyover. Also, you are going to get some sweet July 4th Dodgers hats. Those are always some of the best releases of the season. Second half of the season, going to be interesting. Alumni weekend from August 9th through the 11th against the Pirates. You're going to get a commemorative Dusty Baker bobblehead on August 9th. And it's going to be a little bit of a homecoming for Dodgers players out there. So my read on that, Dusty Baker, Dodgers legend, a part of the 30 home run quartet, the 30 home run quartet, which to me, it was uh, such a special year, such a special year for that Dodger team. And you got Dusty Baker, you had that whole gang and to have, Say and Smith and that whole entire gang right there accomplished that feat. They're linked in history forever, man. That's the big blue wrecking crew era. And to have him in the mix for that, that's going to be really, really spectacular. I mean, Steve Garvey, Reggie Smith, Ron Say, Dusty Baker, to make history like that was really, really spectacular. Also, the fact that Dusty Baker, he was the last guy to get it. It's actually a really funny story. I remember when Ron Say was on this show, he talked about how before the game, you had Astro, the Astros who had their best pitcher in J.R. Richard, who, by the way, Mike Brito, of course, the famous legendary Dodgers scout who wore the, the white Panama hat. He had the cigar the, and the radar gun. I asked him one time in the Dodgers media area before he passed, only question I ever asked Mike Brito, I said, all years, Mike, when you clocked that radar gun, which pitcher was the highest. Which pitcher had the highest velo? Who threw the hardest? And he told me, didn't blink, no hesitation, J.R. Richard. So probably 105 miles per hour. Who knows how hard he was throwing. But Richard was the guy that was having a great season. And Dusty Baker was 7 for 42 against Richard in his career. And it was pretty awesome to see him hit a home run. And the Dodgers end up making that, that 30 home run quartet. And also the Dodgers would go on to Start the high five. Fun fact, I did a whole video on this. Dusty Baker and Glenn Burke started the high five at Dodger Stadium, and it was thanks to the 30 home run quartet. Now, my point I'm trying to make, though, is with Dusty Baker there, are they going to enshrine him into the legends of Dodger baseball? That was the first thing that popped into my head when I saw that. I've seen people out there say because of the Matt Kemp giveaway, maybe Matt Kemp. I don't think it's early enough for Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp was great for the Dodgers. Absolutely should have won the MVP in 2011 over Ryan Braun, who was roiding up there. I think I will always hold true. I'll take it to my grave that if Kemp had hit that 40 home run, had if he had hit that 40th home run that year and put together that 40-40 season, he would have won the MVP. You know you love the round numbers in Major League Baseball. But tons of really awesome giveaways. I think you'll probably see him be inducted 
into the legends of Dodger baseball. And then you got the special theme nights. You got healthcare night on April 2nd, Hello Kitty night on April 16th, law enforcement night on May 3rd, mental health night on May 4th, Star Wars night on May 6th, Mexican heritage night on May 7th, teacher's day, May 7th, May 19th, Hawaiian shirt day. I got to go to Hawaiian shirt day with my shirt. That is on May 20th, Korean heritage night, May 22nd, military appreciation night, May 31st, pups in the park on June 2nd. You know, the pups are going to have that dog in them. Woof, woof, woof. That night. Pride Night on June 14th, Black Heritage Night on June 15th, and Japanese Heritage Night on July 2nd. So we're going to drop another video on the giveaways. But first, I want to ask you guys, what stands out? If you could get one of the giveaways, what are you picking? Is it one of the Shohei Otani bobbleheads? Is it the Bobby Miller? Is it the Fernando Valenzuela jersey? For me, I'm taking, I'm taking that Jackie Robinson hat. That Jackie Robinson hat with the B looks sick, looks fly. Love me some lids. I'm going that Jackie Robinson hat, but let's check it out. We got Blade. What's up, D-Mac? We got Lowe's. Let's go, Dodgers. Dusty is a trash throw and a giant. That's from Greg Osterberg. Yeah, but also his playing career, he was huge. He was a big part of those late 70s and early 80s Dodgers teams. But Justin Lama's Hollywood lifestyle bobblehead with him in a hospital gown and $245 million in cash. Wow, Justin Lama's from the top rope. You know you're getting him a, a finish in for that. A seagull, okay, bobblehead. We got whatever bobblehead night that I don't have to take a loan to go to. That's from Ryan. That's bruh. a bruh. I feel you. Get those GoFundMes ready. Get those GoFundMes ready. Get those, get those kidneys on Craigslist if you want to go to any bobblehead nights. It ain't going to be cheap. I want D-Max Hawaiian shirt. Hey, Mr. Seabad, this is pretty fresh. You know I got to rock this. I do look like I'm the manager at your local islands restaurant, but still I'm feeling it. But I asked you guys this over on Twitter about the bobbleheads and the giveaways. We got George King who says sub D Mac. I bet I've, we got oh, here we go. George King sub D Mac. I've bled blue since 1962. This is the most incredible off season I've ever seen. Otani glass. Now Yamamoto Paxton Hernandez, Margot. Can't wait to see our new team play out. Absolutely. You're going to get a fire take from that. Rackham could not agree with you more. This was the dream off season. This was the legacy off season for Andrew Friedman. And like I said, this is the Sistine Chapel. You can take down the Mona Lisa in the Louvre and put the Dodgers roster. I think you could replace the Mona Lisa with the Dodgers roster because it was a master class of an off season for Andrew Friedman. You signed the most coveted, the biggest superstar in baseball in Shohei Otani. You signed the number one free agent pitcher available, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and you weren't done. You could have packed it up, and that would have been a successful World Series, but what'd you do? You had Tyler Glasnow. You added him via a trade. Manuel Margot. You brought back Joe Kelly and Jason Hayward. You went out there, and you signed a James Paxton to fortify that rotation. You brought another silver slugger in Teoscar Hernandez. What Andrew Freeman did this offseason is going to be talked about for decades and decades. That is the potential that this offseason has for the Dodgers. An absolute masterclass from Andrew Friedman. Get that Andrew Friedman in a row bobblehead and have it have a water bottle drinking. So, I mean, I'm telling you, that has to be the bobblehead I want to see. So here's my list, though. I got my list of bobbleheads that I want to see in the future. And I'm asking you that down below in the comment section. Let me know down below which bobblehead that we have not seen the Dodgers release yet do you want to see? 
By the way, I want to read this one. This is going to be a big bruh. Of course, it's coming from Nando. Nando says, what up, Los? What up, One-Eyed Dragon? Good morning, DMAC. Good morning. We got the brothers. We got uh, Roy Estrada. I saw Dusty play left field for the Dodgers. We got Kershaw was troubled. We got uh, Rake and Big Dodgers are going to be the next team to win back-to-back World Series titles. That would be extremely, extremely special. We got uh, DMAC doing a bobblehead. Oh, wait. DMAC bobblehead doing a shoey. That's from Nando 3. Not 350 he also said D Mac at the 35er. I don't know what you mean by that. I think I do kind of know what you mean by that, which is hilarious to me. But what bobblehead that we have not seen yet do you want to see the Dodgers release? Because I've got my list right here. I'm going to give it for you guys. We got Andrew Friedman bobblehead. Shohei bobblehead is definitely a must. That's from Cisco Kid. I want a Miggy Rowe bobblehead. That's from Ellis Shiva Jones. We're actually talks to Miggy Rowe a little later in the show. A Joe Davis bobblehead. Okay, so here's my list right here. First bobblehead I want to see that the Dodgers have not released yet is 100%, the one I just talked about, Andrew Friedman in the robe holding the water bottle. We need Andrew Friedman to get that bobblehead already. I'm telling you, it would instantly become one of the most popular Dodgers bobbleheads. Get Andrew Freeman that bobblehead. Let him throw out the first pitch. Let him sing the national anthem. I don't care what. What this man has done the offseason, let this man do whatever he wants. So that's the first one I want to see. Andrew Friedman in the robe. Second bobblehead that I want to see that the Dodgers have never released yet is Kobe wearing a Dodgers jersey. Give me the Kobe wearing the Dodgers jersey like we saw in the 2018 World Series when he was there. He was supporting... He did the it's time for Dodger baseball, and he read out the lineups before the game. He was wearing number eight, and it did have Machado in the back, but I think you could do something cool. You have eight on the front, 24 on the back, like we see a lot of those jerseys at the stadium. So give me a Kobe Dodgers jersey. Someone in the comments on Twitter also suggested, how about Kobe doing the first pitch during his early years, during the Froby era of Kobe, right? The Afro. So I'm down with that too, but just give me a Kobe Dodgers bobblehead. And the third one, this is probably the one I want to see most is Roki Sasaki. Give me a Roki Sasaki Dodgers bobblehead because that means that the Dodgers signed the phenom, the top prospect in all of baseball, in my opinion. A guy who doesn't sit at 99 and 100. No, he is someone that tops out at 102. He sits at 99 and 100. He's someone that... Still 22 years of age, a sub-2 ERA, one of the best pitchers on the planet already. If you have a Roki Sasaki Dodgers bobblehead, that lets me know that you have the trifecta of Otani, Yamamoto, and Sasaki. And then fourth, Mike Brito with the radar gun. They have to do that. Like I said, Mike Brito, Dodgers legend. I see someone say Chris, uh, Kirsten Watson for sure. I'll tell Kirsten this Saturday that uh, our fans want to see a Kirsten Watson bobblehead. I'm sure she'll appreciate that. But give me Mike Brito with the Panama hat, with the cigar, with the radar gun. I think that would be outstanding. Then how about decoy? How about a bobblehead of Otani's dog? Give me decoy. He's the most famous dog in the world. Most famous dog since Scooby-Doo. I mean, this dog is absolutely an icon already. Then how about Chico? I want to see Chico. Give me the Dodgers. Clubby, who played... In some of those 2020 summer camp games, that was cool. Then how about this? Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Who's ever going to forget Benny the Jet Rodriguez? With the mustache. And that'd be awesome. We all love Benny the Jet Rodriguez from the Sandlot, of course. He steals home. 
Hey, you're killing me, Smalls. Give me Bane the Jet Rodriguez. Then how about some deeper cuts here? Will Ferrell Dodgers spring training. Will Ferrell participated for the Dodgers in a spring training game. Give me Will Ferrell with the Dodgers. And the last one I want to see is a Josue DePaula MVP Dodgers bobblehead because that means that he developed through this system. The Dodgers didn't trade him, and he won an MVP with this team. But let me know down below in the comment section who are your bobbleheads that the Dodgers have not released yet that you want to see. would also be cool with a DJ Severe. That'd be sweet. A Dieter Rule. You could have a little button that plays some of his organ music. You could have a Todd Lights one. So, look, I just want to open things up. And honestly, they've done so many bobbleheads that they might start running out of ideas. So, before we get to our next topic, let me know down below in the comment section which bobblehead do you want to see the Dodgers release that they have not yet. We got a Andrew Friedman one. A lot of you guys saying Friedman. Imagine Otani and Decoy on the parade in November. Philip, you give me goosebumps. I can see it already. Legacy, Fernando Jersey, an LA hat. Awesome. We got 275 Vet. What up, 275 Vet? Dusty Baker was a huge Dodger outfielder. If you don't see Dusty forever as a Dodger, you just aren't old enough. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Made his bones as a player. That's the most important thing. Kershaw needs the Rocket. Clemens treatment. No spring training. And sign him after the All-Star break each year. A Davy Lopes bobblehead from Juan. I want a Ferris Bueller bobblehead. Mr. Classic. That'd be cool. A decoy bobblehead. That's from Dodgers Nation. What up, Dodgers Nation? We need a Jose Moda bobblehead. Yeah, give me a Jose Moda. Jose Moda's the man. I would love to see a Jose Moda bobblehead. Mike D-Mac bobblehead with his Hawaiian shirt. You hear that, Dodgers? Come on. Maybe just everyone wants that. Okay, let's do it. Uh, I want to see a Mount Rushmore bobblehead with Mookie, Freeman, Yamamoto, and Otani. I like that. It's a fire take. I'm feeling that. Dave Roberts. Okay, this is Nando 390. It's going to be out of pocket. Nando. Nando 390 says, Dave Roberts hooking a pitcher during a no-hitter or a perfect game bobblehead. Yeah, and maybe you could have him with a little hook, like Captain Hook there. I see what you did right there. You know I'm not mad at a roast. But uh, right. yeah, not going to like did come to mind. Uh, Friedman, uh, I like this. This is from Ismail over on YouTube. Friedman sporting an infinity gauntlet. A Mark Pryor bobblehead from 33 RPMs. A Kirsten Watson bobblehead. The Kobe one would be cool. I'd be stroking. What up, I'd be stroking? Wouldn't it be a bobblehead giveaway schedule without a Dodgers Nation bobblehead with a DMAC Hawaiian shirt? Hey, I'm telling you, that'd be cool. Let's do it. Dustin May bobblehead, Alana Rizzo instead. Burrito, absolutely. A 499 super chat from Kermit One over on YouTube. Hey, DMAC, predict when Otani will hit his first dinger out of Dodger Stadium. Wow. Could he be a Giancarlo Stanton? Could he be a Dave Winfield? Could he be a Mark McGuire? I mean, could he be a Mike Piazza, right? I mean, could he be one of these big sluggers that he deep shots at Dodger Stadium? Look, let's predict it. Man, I'm thinking, I'm thinking summer, thinking July. Let's let's do the Dodgers schedule. I gotta I gotta put some thought into that before I uh, throw out my prediction. But yeah, you guys let me know down below too for sure because it's gonna happen. You know it's gonna happen. Otani's gonna crush one, okay? But players to hit home runs at the Dodger Stadium, like I just said, Mark McGuire, Mike Piazza, Willie Stargell. He did it twice, sixty nine and seventy three. And then we're going to mention this one, John Carlos Stanton, also Fernando Tatis Jr. He did it in 2021. He's going to do it at some point this season. Hopefully he can face Lance Lynn and uh, that'll be 
the case. Just face Lance Lynn and he'll hit one off Lance Lynn. I think that would be spectacular. So when did the Dodgers play the Cardinals at some point? So I'll throw my prediction at some point a little later. But coming up next, we are going to get to your questions. We have a jam-packed mailbag episode. Tons of questions. We're talking Roki Sasaki. We're talking about trades the Dodgers could make during the season. That's coming up next here on Dodgers Dugout Live. What up, Dodgers Nation? D-Mag here. I'm here to remind you that if you have not yet, be sure to subscribe to the number one Dodgers YouTube channel for all latest Dodgers news, rumors, hype videos, interviews, breakdowns, live streams, and more all year long. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And if you really want to help the channel out, smash that like button. Also, you will not be eligible for any of our giveaways unless you are subscribed to the channel. So all you need to do to be eligible for all of our giveaways is just make sure that you are subscribed. We just gave away a brand new authentic Mookie Betts jersey valued at over $350. And we got tons of giveaways coming this offseason. So be sure to be subscribed so you are eligible to win. And as always, think blue, bleed blue, and please subscribe. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. And welcome back to Dodgers Dugout Live. By the way, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And do your boy a huge favor and smash that like button. we got to feed those algorithm gods. And also, if you haven't yet, download that Dodgers Nation app. We really appreciate if you do. And like I said, if you want to be a part of our giveaways, it's simple. If you're watching this and you're not subscribed, all you got to do is subscribe, comment, done. You'll be a part of our giveaways. I'm going to do a giveaway show. We're going to spend the entire show to find out what our next giveaway is going to be. So I want all your feedback and your contributions for those. So let's dive into it, though. You guys, I asked you over on our YouTube tab, the YouTube comments tab, I asked you guys for your mailbag questions, and you guys brought a ton. I'll probably get to more of these tomorrow because there were so many. But let's start with DMAX number one fan. By the way, I'm DMAX fan's number one fan. So, yeah, right back at you. Do you think we realistically get Sasaki in 2025? Any reason he might not want to sign with the Dodgers? So realistically, look, it's up to the Chibalote Marines, right? They have to post him. By all accounts, by all reports, all signs point to him probably getting posted after this season. He just came to terms with a new contract with them. There have been some signs that there have been some friction with the Marines and Sasaki because Sasaki feels like they had... A, he's already requested to be posted and he wants to make the jump to the show and the Marines don't think that he's done enough. Now, he can't just go out there and be an unrestricted free agent because he's not 25. He doesn't have enough seasons under his belt in Japan, so he needs for them to post him to be able to make the move. And I've done deep dives on this topic. You can go back and watch those. But in short, the Marines will make a lot less money if they post him than if he hits unrestricted free agency like Yoshinobu Yamamoto did and signed a, a contract north of $350 million. Because if you would just put him on the open market right now, that's the kind of money he would get. He would sign a deal north of $300 million, possibly even $400 million when you consider his age. Like I said, this is someone who, he doesn't top out at 99 and 100. 
he sits at 99 and 100. He can hit 102. He has a devastating fork ball that hitters just can't barrel up. And they also, even if they identify it, he throws it for strikes down the zone. He works all corners of the zone with his fastball. This is an elite pitcher with elite stuff. And look, I think when it comes to will he get a chance to go, I think it feels like he will. But then the next question becomes, will the Dodgers sign him? I think the big question there is, is he comfortable joining a team that has Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto? Because a few months ago, we were having the conversation, will you have two? Will you have two Japanese superstars on one team? Well, we've got that answer. It's yes. You got Yamamoto and Otani on the same team. Now the question becomes, will you have three? Is it okay to have three? Will they embrace that? Something tells me that he doesn't want to miss out on this, that he'll see what's happening in Los Angeles. He knows that this organization has scouted him for a very long time. Andrew Friedman was boots on the ground in Japan before the WBC last season watching him pitch. So they have an established relationship. And I definitely think that the Dodgers will be up there with the favorites if he becomes available. But I think the flip side to that is he's still extremely young. And he doesn't have the long track record that a Yamamoto has. And as if I'm just trying to force myself to think of reasons why he wouldn't join the Dodgers, well, maybe he goes the Otani route and he signs with a club like the Angels, a team that's not expected to win the World Series. He uses them as their training grounds, right? He uses them as his training grounds. He develops into an elite pitcher, and then he gets a bite at the Big Apple a few years down the line, and he can sign a big free agent contract. Because, look, you're talking about someone that is willing to play on a minor league deal for international signing bonus pool money. So you're talking less than $10 million, right? You're not talking $300 million. You're talking about getting a brand-new Lamborghini, a brand-new Bugatti for the price of a used Accord, Right? So that's the value that he brings. You're going to get a player that's an elite premium player that could get 300 plus million for an extremely low rate. So it's going to come down to which organization does he think will allow him to have the most success. And if I'm looking at him, I'm saying, look at the money that Otani got late in his contract when he was under team control with the arbitration years, right? If you're on a team that's going to help you have success, which the Dodgers will, you're going to make more money in arbitration. So that's why I think that the Dodgers make the most sense for him. And then this next question comes from Sermon King 839 who asked, could Ryan Brazier be back with the Dodgers? So we've talked about Ryan Brazier extensively on this show. I do think that it's still on the table to a certain degree. You look at the teams that are interested in him, Yankees, Rangers, tons of teams out there have been linked to Ryan Brazier. I think the million dollar question is, Will he settle for a one-year contract? I think that if he's on a one-year deal, the Dodgers could jump to that. If he wants a multi-year deal, that's not happening. At his age, can he get a multi-year deal based on some of the contracts that we've seen? Araldis Chapman. I mean, we saw what Hater got breaking the record for most money ever for a reliever. He's not going to get anything like that because of his age and the fact that he was elite for the Dodgers, a .70 ERA. But before that, with the Red Sox, he was a dumpster fire. He had an ERA north of seven. So it's not like he has a long history of sustained dominance. He has a second half of a season of being one of the better relievers in the sport. But is that enough to be able to get a multi-year deal at age 36, 37, closer to your 40s? I think the answer, if I'm a smart team out there, I wouldn't give Ryan Brazier two years, but I would give him one year 
on a decent, respectable rate. I think you'd help this team. And I think that you look at Chris Martin having success with the Red Sox after he turned his career around with the Dodgers. It speaks to the fact that, yes, there's a lot of bullpen pieces that are volatile from year to year. There are also ones that can be consistently great on consecutive seasons. So that would be my answer to that. Could it happen? Yes. Will it happen? I would say it's probably less than 50% chance, but I think they're definitely right hovering around there and they would welcome him back at the right price. Then this next question is from Nando. Nando3903, who are your trade deadline targets for the Dodgers? So it's nothing too serious. We're just going to have some fun with this, okay, because we haven't even started the season. We're already looking ahead to the trade deadline. So I'm just going to spitball a bunch of names out here, and we'll have to revisit this at the deadline. So my top choice, my top choice would be Corbin Burns. How could it not be, right? At that point of the season, maybe the Milwaukee Brewers are struggling. Maybe they're looking to trade Corbin Burns, who's under one more year of team control. He's already stated on numerous times that he's not going to sign an extension. He's going to enter free agency. That's why you sign with Scott Boris. And at that point, we'll see if this Dodgers rotation can remain healthy. Will guys like Yamamoto in year one transitioning to Major League Baseball hit the ground running? and be elite in his first season, because that's what they need him to be. Will Tyler Glass now stay healthy? Will Walker Bueller rebound well from his second major arm surgery? How will Bobby Miller do in year two? Will he avoid a sophomore slump? Will we see some of these younger guys emerge? How will James Paxson pitch? So as talented as the Dodgers rotation is on paper, there are a lot of questions, not just health-related questions, but transition questions, right? Yamamoto transitioning to the show. Bueller transitioning to being a different pitcher coming off his second major surgery. So if that doesn't work out entirely, I could absolutely see them going after another ace at the deadline because what happened in 2021? You signed Bauer, you had Dustin May, you had Bueller, you had Kirsch, you had Julio, you had so many guys, but they still went out there and they trade their top two prospects for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. So point I'm trying to make very abundantly clear to you is just because you have a stack roster right now does not mean that you're not going to go out there and be aggressive at the deadline because one, injuries happen, and two, this team is all in. They've taken money out of that 401k. They pushed the chips in the middle of the table. I expect nothing less at the deadline. So Corbin Burns is my top choice. Second one, Tanner Scott. I've talked about Tanner Scott for a long, long time now. Elite left-handed reliever from the Miami Marlins under one more year of team control. If the Marlins are going to deal him, I'm the first team calling Miami. I'm going out to Miami, going to say what's up to Mr. 305, going to bring him back because he's a guy that would absolutely bring that left-handed reliever that the Dodgers desperately need, that elite lockdown left-handed reliever that could really, really have a huge impact for this team, not just in the regular season, but matchups in the postseason. That's what I'm looking. Look, Vesia and Ferguson, they're absolutely capable of being really good in the regular season, but do you trust them in the biggest of spots with the series on the line in the postseason? That is the question I have because the actuality, in all actuality, I'm not going to say the reality, in all actuality, they have not been proven. They are not proven commodities in the postseason. Now, Tanner Scott really isn't as well, but still the talent level, I think, would play up. Then I got Chris Martin. This is one I want to plant my flag on right now. I don't believe in the Boston Red Sox. Their organization, despite being right below the Dodgers, as far as their overall value, close to $5 billion, they're not spending like a big market. They're not 
going all in. They're not desperate to win a World Series. And Chris Martin has one more year of team control heading into this season. One more year on that contract. He's set to make close to $9 million. But he's been really, really good. And we're not talking about someone who is going out there and just nailing it in because he's on a mediocre team. No, he has been one of the best relievers in the sport since he was on the Dodgers. 105 ERA, a 244 fifth. The expected numbers are consistent. I think Chris Martin would be a cold play for Andrew Friedman and the Dodgers. I absolutely think that. Then how about this? I might have to duck for saying this, but how about Araldus Chapman? Okay, Araldus Chapman signed a one-year, $10.5 million deal with the Pirates. Got his career back on track with the Royals after signing a very team-friendly $3.75 million deal to get back and really establish himself. And he absolutely did that at a 309 ERA and 58 in the third innings of work, a 41.8 strikeout rate. And among pitchers with at least 50 innings pitched last season, only Felix, only Felix Batista had a higher strikeout rate. Only Felix Batista of the Baltimore Orioles had a higher strikeout rate than Araldis Chapman. So he was elite. He got traded to the Rangers with Texas, had a 372 ERA, struck out almost 40% of the batters that he faced. Now, in the postseason, he was shaky at times. He did have six holds and nine opportunities, six punch outs to five walks. You definitely want better numbers than that. The 14.5 walk rate is not something to feel great about. That was actually the fifth highest for pitchers with a minimum of 50 innings of work. But this guy has the gas in the postseason. 99 miles per hour on his four seam, 101 on his sinker. And just imagine that Dodgers, Astros, World Series, Altuve versus Araldis Chapman. Can you imagine that? By the way, the Astros are giving away a life-size Altuve bobblehead this year. But yeah, imagine that. It would be goosebumps. And then look, this next guy, this is a long shot, but Hassan Kim is someone who is going to make an $8 million salary this year. He's doing a $2 million buyout on a 2025 mutual option after the year. He's going to be a free agent next offseason. But he's someone that is an above-average defender, a versatile defender, and he also has some pop 17 bombs last season, 38 stolen bases in 152 games, slash 260, 351, 398. Look, if the Dodgers have any injuries, if they want some versatility, we'll see how things work out with Gavin Lux and Miguel Rojas. But if he were to become available and the Padres are willing to deal Hassan Kim, he's always a player that I always wanted on my team. He's just on the wrong team when it comes to doing deals. But can you imagine Dodger Stadium chanting Hassan Kim, Hassan Kim. Max Kepler is another player I've been interested last couple seasons. An outfielder hits the ball hard. Randy Arozarena, of course, they already have Teoscar Hernandez. But if you're going to point at something that the Dodgers might need, it would be some more pop possibly from the right side. He's someone that is under team control for three years, $9 million in arbitration. I think it's a long, long shot. It would have to be a situation where there were pretty serious injuries and you really wanted to boost that offense. He becomes available. But look, if you want Randy Rosarena and the Rays aren't a really, really good team and they're not contending, there is a world where he does get traded next season. If he was... Under less team control, I think it'd be more realistic. And had they not gone after Teoscar Hernandez and signed him, I think it would be more realistic. But look, it's Randy Rosarena. How could you not include him on this list? I will say, really good chance. I'll say it right now. I think Teoscar Hernandez is going to have a better year than Randy Rosarena this season at the plate. Book it, screenshot it, screen record it. I'm saying it right here. Standing on business. I'm a guy who just found out what that meant. So I'm adding that to my thing. Dylan Carlson, he's someone else. 18 home runs in 2021, 
$1.8 million salary this year. And he has three more years of arbitration control. I mean, is he someone you want to go after? I've seen that name mentioned. For me, that's a no. But Tyler O'Neill, someone 34 home runs in 2021. If you want to boost that home run power, that's a name. Then finally, Brandon Jury. So Brandon Jury with the Angels. Righty, versatile, hit 26 home runs at Anaheim, hit 262, 306, 497. And he has an $8.5 million salary this year. So if you're really looking to make a little move kind of on the margins and kind of bolster that, remember, you don't have to pay the full $8.5 million. You have to pay the prorated version when you get him and acquire him at the deadline. So I keep my eye on Brandon Jury. Of course, a lot of these teams are on the wrong teams. You kind of have to shake hands with the enemy. Now, next one comes from I Know Girls. If the Dodgers tank to begin the season over under on Doc making it to the all-star game. Look, if it's a slow start, I think that you could point to questions with the rotation, right? And remember, Otani is not pitching this season. I don't think there's any chance at all unless the Dodgers really, really crater and they really struggle that Dave Roberts is going to get fired before the all-star game. I don't think that save for a epic collapse in the NLDS or if they don't make the postseason, that Dave Roberts will be fired after this year. I think Dave Roberts, if he makes it to the NLCS, there's a good chance his job is safe. And I think that if he makes it to the World Series, there's 100% his job is safe. Next question comes from Alex Baku. Should the Dodgers bring back the alternate blue jerseys for the road games since we have the City Connect blue jerseys for home games? Or is that why we don't see the alternate jerseys anymore because of the City Connect jersey? So quick answer to this is we saw in 19... 99. I don't know if you saw this or if you know this, but at Three Rivers Stadium in 99, in 99, Dodgers at Pirates, the Dodgers actually wore their batting practice uniforms in that game. And it was because Dodgers ace Kevin Brown had requested it. And these Dodgers had LA on the front instead of Dodgers. It was actually the first time in a very, very long time since 1938 that the Dodgers had worn jerseys that didn't have the Dodgers across the front or the Los Angeles or Brooklyn across the front. It just said LA. They were a blue Jersey then. And then in 1998 for think blue week and 1999, the Dodgers wore blue tops, the 98 version. I remember seeing that game, Gary Sheffield, it looked like the practice batting practice version of the Jersey. And the following year, it was the one that had all the piping on it. And you saw them wear it with the silver bills. It was very interesting, but I personally like the gray uniforms. I mean, call me, a old fashioned fan. I like the gray. I actually like the current version. I definitely want to see the gray with the piping, the gray with the white outlining front that we saw in the seventies and eighties. I definitely want to, and nineties. So seventies, eighties and nineties, had those for a long time. I definitely wanted to see those as a throwback. I thought they should have done it last year for Fernando Valenzuela. But don't ask me. They should have, but as far as the blue on the road, I'm not totally against it. I would rather see just a normal blue, instead of the city connect with the stupid splatter on it. I think Nike's done an awful job for the most part, say for the South siders of the white Sox, the reds were pretty cool city connects though. I think the Arizona diebacks are okay. The Padres ones looks like a, a 1996 taco bell threw up on their Jersey. So I'm not a fan of those, but I wouldn't be opposed to it occasionally for think blue week, but the Dodgers wedding gown, white Jersey at home is the best in the game. So Next one, we got Edward Edward Ortiz, 9802. Has anything interesting happened with the Dodgers this offseason? <laughs> Just wondering. Yeah, lots of interesting stuff. Lots of signings. Lots of big free agent acquisitions. Couple more here. We got 
one on has uh, with Mookie. This is from with Mookie at second base and Lux returning to shortstop. What does it mean for Mickey Rowe? Will he play on Gavin Lux's off days or be traded for some prospects? No, Miguel Rojas is going to be a depth piece. Miguel Rojas is someone that was brought in when they traded for him, when they traded away Jacob Amaya for Miguel Rojas, he was supposed to be a depth piece. He was supposed to give some depth at second base and shortstop and third base. But what happened is Gavin Lux got injured. They lost Gavin Lux for the season and Miguel Rojas. He stepped in there and did a fantastic job defensively. Now defensively, this guy's elite defensively, Miguel Rojas, 12 defensive runs saved in 2023. That was 24th in all of Major League Baseball, had six outs above average. That was in the 91st percentile. So defensively, he still provides a ton of value. And down the stretch, he was really bad at the plate. Just to be frank, he struggled mightily with the stick. Went for went four months, when his first four months of the season without hitting a home run. But the first couple months of the season, he was dealing with injuries. He was dealing with a hamstring injury, a groin injury. I mean... He was hitting 218 by the end of July. Only had, I mean, just only 12 RBIs at that point. But down the stretch, he definitely fared better. Hit five home runs last couple months of the season. Proved to be an above average bat in that stretch. So as long as you can be respectable, and he's the ultimate insurance policy. If you saw the interview I did with Chris Taylor yesterday, he talked about how important it is to have that lateral quickness and to be more rangy with the restriction on the shift to be a shortstop. Now, in major league baseball, you can't rely on the shift. You need to be more athletic. You need to be more rangy. You need to be better at reading balls off the bat and having Rojas as a depth piece is a massive, massive luxury. They will not trade him for prospects because he's not someone that has a ton of value. So we're going to save some more for tomorrow's episode, but let's jump back in the comments here for the last few minutes of the show. What do we have, Jordan? We got, uh, let's see who we got. We got four nine. I appreciate you guys. All right, sweet. Hey, DMAC. Oh, what up? What up? We got uh, Paul agreed. Do some more comments here. By the way, in 2016, uh, Alexander Globe promotion made a bright. I know. I know this golf. This is, this is golf. Who says in 2016, Alexander Global promotion made a Mike Brito bobblehead, which he signed for me. That's fantastic. I'm jealous of you. I've seen that bobblehead. My friends over the bleed lows podcast. They actually dropped a picture of it yesterday. A Cartaya bobblehead. We need a DMAC bobblehead. Man, I'm telling you, give me the DMAC bobblehead, and then you give me the button, and I can do all my things. Like, what's going on, Dodgers Nation? Press the button. Think blue. Bleed blue. And I'm out. Fire take. Finish him. I'm telling you, come on, Dodgers. Make my dream come true. Give me a bobblehead, man. Just give me one. Uh, what up, DMAC from Brian? I want to see bobbleheads of all you guys, too. Let's just do a fan bobblehead day. Craig Oster bobblehead and a Ray 22 bobblehead at home in the middle of work call. Just saying hi to DMAC and Dodgers nation. Boom. Hey man, you got to take care of business. A union 76 bobblehead and honor of dying Schroeder smash that like button. As always, let's go down below. Got another super chat here. This is from Fernando Macias. Can the Dodgers owners buy a team in the NPL to get players before other MLB teams? That's a very interesting Take. I'm going to get a comment of the show for that. Look, they were the first team to have a academy down at the Dominican Republic. So, I mean, I think uh, if, they, if anyone could do it, it's them. I mean, I don't think that uh, you're probably going to see that most likely, though. I mean, there could be a little bit of a conflict of interest 
out there, but a couple more here. We got Kenya. Hit the like button, peeps. We got yo. Even if the uh, I like Brazier, yeah. Let's go with. Uh, hey, Dmac, is there a world we actually resign Kike? We talked about that earlier. Dmac, can the Dodgers have a quartet of thirty home run guys this year? I'd be stroking. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely with a bullet. I mean, Freddie Freeman was one shy last season. He hit twenty nine. Mookie hit thirty nine last year. You also have. Otani, that's a guaranteed 30. Max Muncy is essentially a guaranteed 30. I also think that Teoscar Hernandez could get close to 30, if not over. James Outman could absolutely get 30 after getting 23 his rookie season. But interesting to see if he goes back to more of a power approach versus a contact approach because when he really started to struggle, he went to a more bat-to-ball contact approach, and those power numbers did go down. Will Smith, too. Will Smith is capable of 30 home runs, so... I could see Otani as the lock, Muncie as the lock, Mookie as the lock. You just need either Freddie, Teoscar, Smitty, one of those guys to go out there, hit a home run 30 times. You just need 30 good swings, and it could happen. So I would say it's a definitely a decent chance. In fact, I'm going to call it right now. There's my hot take. It's me and it's me and Ivy Strogan. Dodgers will have a 30 home run quartet. I'm confident about the first three, Otani, Mookie, Freddie. I think Freddie's going to be back to his power ways. Muncie. So I'm con- I'm confident it's going to be. So I'm definitely confident. You got Otani, Mookie, and Muncie are a lock. They're, again, 30 bombs. You just need 30 from either Freddie, Smitty, Teoscar. I think Teoscar's going to be the one. Teoscar hits 30. But uh, hey, DMAC, did you see the Glassdown interview with Rose? He's so humble. He's one of my favorite pitchers. Yeah, I love him, man. He was on this show. Glassdown is that man. He's really, really cool. Arenado, Joe Davis, bobblehead. A couple more here, you guys. We got uh, <laughs> what? Lux bobblehead. D Mac just hit another bomb. Sounds like collusion. Evan Phillips. Oh yeah, Evan Phillips. That's a, I love this. This is a fire take from Ellis Shiva Jones. Evan Phillips deserves a bobblehead. Evan Phillips should be embraced almost as much as Kenley. Right back in the day. I mean, Kenley's peaks were obviously higher, but. Evan Phillips has not gotten a bobblehead yet. Give Fireman Phillips a bobblehead. There's some of those unnamed bobbleheads later in the year. I hope that's for Fireman Phillips because he is the star of the Dodgers pen. He's been elite since the Dodgers picked him up. So absolutely, definitely agree with that. But a couple more. What's the earliest Freed can join the team? 2025. That's from BC. Yeah, I think that would definitely be something we got 30 home runs Cinco Teo hits 40 from Mike Saldana wow I like that I'd be here for that but that's going to do it for this episode Mary Hart needs a bobblehead someone said Mary Hart needs a bobblehead only if you do it like the Kimbrel where she's got the arms up that'd be pretty cool but uh, this is a this is a burn from Mario it says Max Scherzer skeleton arm bobblehead now we're talking but that's gonna do it for this episode of Dodgers dugout live as always I appreciate you guys rocking with us in the mornings if you haven't yet one more reminder be sure to subscribe to the channel download the app go to dodgersnation.com for all latest Dodgers news and rumors my name is Doug McCain you can follow me on x and Instagram at dmac underscore la and remember nothing brings together quite like Dodger baseball until next time think blue bleed blue and I'm In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. Bring them home. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.